0: Attention, campers. Be on the lookout for several suspicious characters. Not the ones you may be originally familiar with, but they're close enough. If you were ever cornered by one, remember your training and know that there was no shame in attacking the beanbags. Also, whoever keeps smoking behind the mess hall, please stop. I'm talking to you, Rudy. Also, take off that leather jacket. It's 100 degrees outside. Has it been a hundred years already? I will not let you down, Great-Grandfather Van Helsing. Um, finally, if you enjoy drawing monsters, the Arts and Crafts Club The Monster Squad is opening up membership. Please see Sean Crenshaw in the treehouse at the edge of camp. Remember, only a silver bullet can kill a werewolf. And stay alive.
1: Hello and welcome to Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Shane Segretti, and we have such a good episode today. Not only are we talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, I'm talking to two of some of my favorite people of all time. My first guest, you may know her from her tweet, chill Dave for laying around and thinking about how amber is the color of your energy and how, whoa, shades of gold display naturally. She's one half of the final girls of Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast. Huh, that's weird. Two podcasts with the same name. Uh, Either way, welcome to yet when. Hi,
2: thank you so much for having me. I'm to yet when. I'm a guest.
1: To yet, you're not going to believe it. (laughs) You're not going to believe who my second guest is.
2: I'm very excited. And it's not just because I can also see her on the Zoom call. No, you can't. My
1: second guest, everyone, my second guest. You know her from her controversial investigative Twitter account, seeking such truths as. Is Olivia Coleman related to Coleman's Mustard People? <laughs> Someone find out. I need to know. It's the one and only, my roommate, your friend, <laughs> Robin Zlotnick. Robin, to yet, That's welcome me. to camp.
3: Thank you. Wow. What what a place to be for the very first time.
2: I really appreciate yep. being asked on. I I think that uh... I did
3: not realize that you were going to go through my Twitter account to <laughs>
2: Curious. <laughs> for this introduction and i probably
3: would have picked a different tweet also really oh no,
1: curious that gold.
2: Shane doesn't have a twitter account so
1: i have my i have my ways it was a <laughs> freedom of information act i had to request to get these tweets but either way you guys couldn't have come on a better day because today as you guys know we screened in the mess hall the cult classic of cult classics the monster squad directed by the man behind robocop 3 fred decker who wrote the film with the writer of not only Lethal Weapon. Guys, he also wrote Lethal Weapon 2. That's Shane Black. Monster Squad tells the, you know, age-old story of that time you and your preteen friends uh, started a monster club where you would hang out in a treehouse and draw pictures of monsters. Meanwhile, your annoying virgin little sister befriends (laughs) Frankenstein. And the toughest, coolest, probably has some issues at home, but we don't talk about it, kid at school joins your club so you can stop monsters. Not just any monsters skirting the line of copyright infringement monsters (laughs) you know who to call for ghosts but who do you call for monsters the answer is fucking horse robin and yet let's start with why is this movie awesome
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i will say that uh i also had a monster club as a teen but we were yeah i mean we were into aliens uh, like, cause if you remember, there was that period in the '90s where there was a lot, aliens a lot of, yeah, a lot of UFO stuff. Or, oh, okay, okay. No, specifically Just like oh, X aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, little gray head guys. Uh, mm-hmm. and we were also into monsters and cryptids and urban legends. And it was me and my friends from across the street, and we would get together and draw pictures of monsters and talk about whether aliens were real or not.
3: Were you specifically inspired by this movie? Like, had you seen this movie and were like, "Oh, we're starting a monster club," or this was just like
2: your idea? No, it was. I honestly think I was inspired by the X Files uh, because I think it was like around the time when the X Files came out, and I and also there were all those like cool TV specials about aliens. If you remember, like Alien Autopsy, and then uh, and there were. Like stuff about the Mothman or Jersey Devil stuff. There was uh-huh. all of this like cool stuff that was happening in the '90s uh, that was on my radar, and I was like, I need to draw pictures of this with my friends.
1: <laughs> now, uh, Robin, what's what's your history with monsters? Well,
2: I I will say that this movie in
3: particular, I find awesome, mostly for how happy you get when you watch it talk about it think about it dream about it um, and I'm married to you so it makes me happy to see you happy <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a big reason that I, I love this movie uh, although when you first showed it to me I thought yeah, it was let's great start,
1: let's start at the beginning uh, so the the film was released on August 14th 1987 um, which I see as a precursor to my birth in December Um <laughs>
3: It knew it knew you were on the way.
1: The film was not a commercial success. It had a budget of twelve million dollars. It just made a quarter of a million dollars back. It had only been in theaters for two weeks. Director Fred Decker was rejected from both UCLA and USC. But you know, who's laughing now? Because Monster Squad is like the biggest movie of all time, Wait, right? Was
3: he I don't know if it's what? the biggest movie? I don't of all understand time, inflation. Jane. I don't understand inflation. But was he I think rejected from UCLA? He rejected
1: from both film programs. So he. After he, tech-
3: he made this movie? No, before. Oh. So what does they- that have to do with it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny to think that <laughs> this director didn't finish film school, but he did meet Shane Black at UCLA. Cause Shane Black was a student at UCLA. And Shane Black actually graduated from UCLA four years before this movie came out.
2: Mm. So they're like
1: fairly fresh out of college. And they are writing this film. Incredible
2: dialogue. I think it's some of my favorite dialogue. But oh, I also yeah. think that I can understand why it was not necessarily a commercial success when it came out, right? Uh, because I think it was. It was. It looks like a kids movie, but it's really not. Like it's definitely more of like an older kind of like teen kind of adult movie. Because especially a lot of the the humor or the one liners inappropriate, feel very inappropriate. It definitely feels more geared towards that because i think it's such a a homage and a prestige to sort of like horror movie fans and like monster nerds you always like that stuff as a kid but i feel like as an adult you really appreciate that stuff and so i can kind of see like why at the time people maybe didn't get it like young young kids didn't get it maybe adults didn't get it either um
1: which that actually um the the homage to the old universal monsters um, I actually have a little bit of trivia about that. It's, I mean, it's obviously, as you said, it is an homage to the old uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s Universal pictures. And it was first pitched to Universal, who passed. Mm. So it ended up with TriStar. So the whole production team had to... If you ever notice why Dracula doesn't have a widow's peak, Frankula's bolts are not in his neck. They're in his tempo. Frankula,
3: Frankenstein?
1: Well, that's <laughs> when I ship them. When I ship them together, they're Frankula. <laughs> So they're familiar. You know it's Wolfman. You know it's a creature from the Black Lagoon. If you notice, and never right, call him right. creature from the Black Lagoon. It's because they did not own the rights to to make movies based off of those characters. Because at the time, Universal still owned the rights for them.
2: Which I think is probably also uh, contributes again to why it wasn't exactly a commercial success. Because right. probably at the time that it came out, it felt a little bit off brand. Right? It felt like the <laughs> sort of cheap version of the Goonies or a cheap version of the Lost Boys. It felt like the sort of like the, uh, the Tristar version of like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah. like the bigger I 80s say, blockbusters that had come out at the time.
1: Yeah, but I will say Frankenstein's design to me makes, make, makes way more sense. Like if I were to reanimate a corpse, there's three places I would put electricity <laughs> to. That's the head, the heart, and the butt. In the original Frankenstein, it's Hold in the up. neck. The butt? Well all the power comes from the butt everyone knows that you got to start it from the caboose
2: you know we kind of know that it's a little bit off from the actual universal monsters but it's also so not like it's right i'm mean, very <laughs> it's, like no it's oh, clear that's yeah there's the creature from yeah. the black lagoon that's wolfman yeah. like that's the mummy i don't but and the changes were like so
3: minor it,
1: w- it was like nathan for you <laughs> Was like a part of the production team and changed it just enough.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he put
1: dumb Frankenstein, dumb Dracula on a piece of paper, and they're like, perfect. Yeah, totally. Copyright free. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsors, Don Gere Mowers. Has your home ever been called
3: haunted? Probably a murder house.
1: Or you've noticed your neighbors calling you
3: the crazy old man who lives at the end of the street, spinster, witch.
1: Then you may be suffering from an age-old affliction of overgrown yard. We here at Don Gear Mowers wants to simply remind you that all it takes is just a little landscaping to go from this.
3: Oh yeah, no, we skip that house on Halloween. To this. Oh yeah, no, we skip that house on Halloween. I mean, it looks nice, but I heard there might be a whole capturing the Friedman situation going on there.
1: You hear that? It looks nice. Three words every homeowner wants to hear. Visit www.dohnjere.com for more helpful tips. And while you're on the internet, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review for Bunk 237. Ah, or Movie Podcast. I actually have a badge for the beginning of the film. Let's hear it. And that is the They Blew It badge. Because literally people who were trained... To fight monsters fuck up so hard that a hundred (laughs) years later, kids got it. And I do have some trivia about that. The original pitch for the opening of the film, Shane Black wanted Van Helsing and his team to burst into like the castle on a Zeppelin with machine guns. (laughs) And 40 vampire brides riding on horses would like storm out and it would be this huge production. And Fred Decker said, we can't make this. This is the first five minutes of the movie and we've already spent $100 million.
3: <laughs> I, you know what I would really love hmm. is if today, in in right now, 2021, Shane Black and Fred Decker were given the money to make <laughs> the Monster Squad movie they originally wanted <laughs> to make. Like, I want to see that.
1: There actually was a reboot in the works. Back in 2008, Rob Cohen... Uh, The director, Rob Cohen, signed on as a producer when they got the rights back at Paramount to remake the film. However, he had no desire to direct it. So it just didn't go anywhere. Mm. And then in 2010, Michael Bay's production company, Platinum Dunes, signed on to produce the film. But then fans were just like, they don't want Michael Bay touching that. Although there is an unofficial sequel to the film.
2: What's the unofficial sequel?
1: It's Backstreet Boys music video, everybody. Open parentheses, Backstreet back, <laughs> close parentheses.
2: God damn it. I can't it every single time when you <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> Get out of here. Walk away from this <laughs> microphone. <laughs> put your headphones down. Go you stand but, outside. You
1: goddamn son love, of a bitch. At, at the beginning of the film, the opening crawl, like that joke of like they blew it, it literally is setting I you d- up for the rest of the I did
2: really film. appreciate that, uh, sort of rewatching it. Uh, that is such, it right away sets the tone for the whole movie mm-hmm, that it's mm-hmm. like, this is gonna be a fun one. You don't have to take anything seriously.
1: And like everyone in that film gives 110%. Like I have a badge actually also for the guy who plays Van Helsing. He has the Not My Tempo badge um, because the way he berates that like virgin girl at the beginning is like, faster, faster. Just in my mind was like J.K. Simmons from Whiplash. <laughs> it's just like, Not My Tempo. <laughs>
2: I have a badge for every monster. They're all kind of short. If I could,
3: yeah, let's do it. Yeah,
2: all right. So first, for the minor, more minor characters, uh, I wanted to give the always the brides of Dracula, never the Dracula badge (laughs) uh, to the brides of Dracula, who are you know historically in all the sort of uh dracula movies are always super evil super menacing but they always die too quickly and they never get enough lines i always want them to be more right in every dracula movie and they're i mean they're a staple of of that story uh but even in this one it's like they were in the closet and they were on the street and they died immediately (laughs) and then i also have the uh good vibes only badge to frankenstein's monster for leaving his toxic work environment and finding a more <laughs> positive and supportive group of friends. So, uh, but I, I
1: did enjoy that like mini movie that's within the movie of Frankenstein and the kids, which is <gasps> basically like Harry and the Henderson.
2: It totally is. <laughs> actually, <laughs> just when he, there's that scene uh, where he's where they're holding walking up that in the photo. sunset. Oh, the s- sunset scene. There's where they're a walking scene...
1: in the sunset holding hands. I was just like, this is the most adorable <laughs> mini movie uh, in the world.
2: The scene where Frankenstein's holding up that photo and he's wearing sunglasses and mm-hmm. all the kids are surrounding him <laughs> trying to jump, trying to grab the photo was so adorable. And, and, then it, and then
3: Frankenstein being such a cutie pie makes it all the more sad at the end when he gets yeah. sucked into the vortex and he's just like, Phoebe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
3: That
1: ending is like the equivalent <laughs> Is like uh, the cutie, cutie pie version of the end of T2 where Terminator does the thumbs up into like, <laughs> you know that, you know that Frankenstein can't exist in their world. He has to go to limbo. Of right, course. Right, yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no uh, one would uh,
3: understand.
1: Uh, quick trivia about Frankenstein, though, really quick. Um, in the 20th anniversary uh, two disc DVD um, collector's edition that I own, there is a <laughs> special feature called A Conversation with Frankenstein where they interview the actor, Tom Noonan, as Frankenstein, where he (laughs) is Frankenstein, and he talks about all the other movies he's been in that are other (laughs) Frankenstein films. Like He doesn't bring character. Apparently, him and Dracula did not break character around the kids. Ah. They stayed in character in between takes with the kids. I like that, but
2: that also sounds a little traumatizing for a child actor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a... A related badge specifically for that scene, the very end scene. It's, it's the, um, well, actually badge to Phoebe because she calls him Frankenstein toward the end of the movie. <laughs> and we all know that, well, actually, Frankenstein was the name of the doctor. Yeah. But when that little oh, girl so. is like, Which is
1: a test. don't go it, that's away, a test.
2: Frankenstein. I'm yeah. like, come on, kid. We all know this.
1: <laughs> or when, when Aren't Sean... you in a
2: monster club? Yeah, the Sean, the
1: main kid, said calls him Frank. And I was like, the first test you give Rudy, or one of the questions in the test that you give Rudy is, is Frankenstein the name of the monster or the doctor who created him?
2: Yeah, it's in the movie. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> I I also have a Frankenstein badge. Ooh. And it's the bogus, bogus PR badge um, to the team that has just been smearing Frankenstein's image for years. I mean, you find out that he's such a sweetheart
2: a sweetheart and also a beautiful like asmr voice you know like that yeah (laughs) like throaty you know he should do like meditation videos
1: his character arc where he sees a mask of himself and he asks the kids scary it just like breaks your heart he doesn't understand that people find him a monster i
3: mean that's the whole thing about the original frankenstein yeah
1: they captured it perfectly in 1987 and then never again (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> a little
1: trivia about uh, the actress, or excuse me, actor Ashley Banks of uh, who plays Phoebe, the, the young little sister. She turned down a small role in Fatal Attraction to be in this movie.
2: Hmm. I think she made Good the choice. right choice. Yeah, Phoebe definitely had like a lot of a uh, like main character energy. She, <laughs> you mm. know, yeah, she you also even...
3: had like a lot of face time with the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: she was. She was definitely, like, the side character that, like, I kind of wish was the main character. Like, I would have watched a whole series of Phoebe, like, accidentally and, like, adorably saving the world every week, (laughs) you know? Like, I love her. I love her in this.
1: You know there's a whole movie on a cutting room floor that is just Phoebe and Frankenstein.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Somewhere out
1: there. Fred, Shane, if you guys are listening, from one Shane to another, give us that cut. (laughs)
2: I think this is another the footage. yeah another example of the like sort of side female character doing all of the work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like you I mean, getting true. not
2: quite all of the credit.
1: I mean, I have I have a Horus hero badge for Horus. I mean, just in general, Horus is the best. yeah. I course. have a Horus
3: appreci- appreciation.
2: What are your Horus well? badges?
3: Well, mine. Oh, My I didn't come up with a clever name um, for it. It's the Horus appreciation badge um, for his character, but also mostly for his face and its shape and the expressions that it makes because <laughs> it is just the best he's just the best
1: my my horace badge is mainly he is the voice of reason in the film he literally says we shouldn't go into the spooky house because we're kids he's the <laughs> one he's the smartest character on the monster squad he also is the one who kicks wolfman in the nards
3: mhm
1: burns Dracula's face with a pizza that has garlic on top of it that he just happened to have in his pocket because he's always prepared. And he's the one who shoots a creature from the Black Lagoon with a shotgun. Mm -hmm. He is the one who's done the most damage to the most monsters in the entire film.
2: Okay, new pitch. Horace, Phoebe, Frankenstein's monster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, Horace is is the style icon of the film. Sean and Patrick look like straight out of like College Predator Hill figure catalog, but Horace <laughs> is wearing like bright colors. He has those shorts that one leg is yellow and the other leg is blue. Uh-huh. He wears a giant oversized like Hawaiian shirt. He is fashion vibes one yeah, hundred. He's
3: got it all figured out. Yeah, he's the best. That's why Wayne from the Wonder Years felt that so threatened by him the whole time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that scene with Wonder Years kid. Is also our introduction to Rudy, who I've given the Rebel with a Cause badge,
3: hey, because yeah, he on. sticks
1: up for Horace. Um, also, he has one of the coolest character intros in movie history, next to maybe Johnny Utah chewing bubble gum sitting on top of a car in <laughs> <and> a rain <ramp laughs> in the original Point Break. But uh, Shane, when he can just you skids... describe that scene to us? Yeah. Okay. So uh, bullies take horses candy tosses on the ground and smushes it. and they tell him to eat it and then they start pummeling him on the ground and then a bike just skids up and the first thing you see penny loafers <laughs> and then coming up from the penny loafers a cool ass dude lights a match on his heel holds it up to his cigarette a junior high kid smoking a cigarette <laughs> in a leather jacket and wayfarers. And he goes, oh, I see you've met my friend Horace. Calls him, he's the only character of the Monster Squad who calls him by his name. Everyone else calls him Fat Kid until the very end. Rudy rules.
2: Ruby, Rudy Rudy the is
1: the rebel with the cost. He has a heart of gold. Also, I mean, he has, uh, iconically, the, the one of my favorite lines, if not the best line of the movie, which is, I, I'm in the goddamn club, and I, when he goes to fight um, Dracula's Brides, yeah. poorly but um goes to fight them nonetheless
2: but he does kill them i mean yeah he, yeah.
1: he does but he gets one like the other thing he is does these let that
3: second one get real
1: close yeah oh all of the <laughs> monsters up. move so slowly at, like a geriatric pace <laughs>
2: so slowly <laughs> it was like, like
1: as though yeah. rigor mortis is setting in as they are walking
2: yeah the slowest the slowest threats that seemed very easy to kill <laughs> yeah. even for children actually especially for Although, children
1: the fastest monster that moved is that mummy who is right. in the closet for no reason unless that's right. a deleted yeah scene i was somewhere. trying to figure
2: that out i was like why is that mummy there i guess it's just a, i mean i understand for the story that this kid has to see a monster in his closet but this mummy has some very interesting motivation
1: <laughs> yeah and then he just goes out <laughs> and the then he leaves
2: yeah uh, and then
3: the kid is in the tree house yeah yeah like two seconds
1: later
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I mean we're not
1: release yeah release the full cut that's what we're demanding <laughs> What we happened? Have, we have, we have <laughs> but that was you know what like answers. when the
3: mummy is hanging off at the end of the car, like that was a pretty scary looking mummy. That was a scary. I yeah. think that was probably one like of the scariest visuals Yeah. Yeah. I feel like mummies are usually they can be very silly. Yeah. And this one like looked one legit
2: actually gross. Was well, scary. That's
1: for a very particular reason. When they cast they didn't want, and I quote, a girthy mummy. <laughs> So they specifically got someone who was like really thin. Like the casting call line was like someone who looks anorexic. They because did the it. idea is the mummy is just bones. Yeah. Except for in that raveling part, I don't know if you caught right before they cut away, you see guts. Yeah. See like decaying I saw that. guts fall out of his his top half. I have the a effects badge. effects in this film amazing.
2: I have a badge for the mummy. It's the sweater song badge to the mummy for truly embodying that Weezer lyric if you want to destroy my sweater (laughs) hold this thread as I walk away (laughs) (laughs) clever I like
1: it I I have a a quick badge and it's the is that Uncle Rico badge aka the I have the Uncle Rico badge badge. (laughs) because yes that is Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite I
3: have the Uncle Rico badge (laughs) For the werewolf, first of all, that man ha- did not age between those two movies, <laughs> yeah. except for maybe he lost some of his hair, but he also screamed the entire time, <laughs> but was also trying to tell everyone
0: yeah. yeah, that
3: he, you know, he was a werewolf. He needed to be locked up. He's for some reason did not have the capacity to lock himself in a room or anything. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, just yeah. close the door, whatever. <laughs> I got um, I got
2: the uh, wolf man's got no chill badge. Because, <laughs> like, that dude needs to work on his phone voice. Yeah. He was so hysterical. Yeah. And he never got his point across. And you're right, Rob, no. and all of those things. Like, if he had just been a little more calm, I think he right.
3: could have. Look, dudes, I'm a werewolf. This is happening in an hour. You need to put me in a cell, <laughs> you know.
1: I wrote down I wrote down this note as I was watching it because it didn't make I was trying to understand and correct me if I'm wrong, but werewolves full moon is their transformation. He yeah. transforms like three or four times yeah. around a full moon. <laughs> so I'm wondering if it's like that thing where like the days leading up to a full moon and post he full moon they can transform. And yeah, if it's so, if at any point, yeah, if any werewolf has <laughs> ever gone and looked at a calendar, being like, "Oh, that time of the month again."
2: Honestly, <laughs> that's how I feel. Be a werewolf, yeah. You know, twenty four. I to think that's probably days. what it was.
1: Uh, I also have for for the werewolf the Lego badge, uh, just for the way his body snapped back together after being exploded,
2: <laughs> which is an interesting uh, addition to the legend. Yes, like it's, I had well, the that same was thought because I was like, "Is that?" That's, I, that a, I had the same a thought because thing or is that a new thing for this movie?
3: Because part of me was like, "That's not a thing," <laughs> but then part of me was like, well the, "Well, the only reason, the only way that you can kill a werewolf is with a silver bullet, right?" So, like,
2: which they say in the movie,
3: ostensibly blowing him into a hundred pieces with dynamite is not going to
2: kill him. So he would have to come back together, right? I guess I mean, so. I mean, according to this movie, yes.
1: I feel like I feel like that was also a thing where Shane Black and Fred Decker were like, "See, it's not the same thing. He can explode; and it's not. It's not the same thing."
2: I, I had a little. I had a tiny, a tiny badge for the um, the uh, dynamite badge for creative use of dynamite. For some reason, <laughs> like why do I they have... have this cartoonish like okay. stick of dynamite yes. to blow the treehouse?
3: I would like to award Dracula the Roadrunner badge because he is the most cartoon ass villain. Where the dynamite, the yeah, call, yeah. the dynamite calling the kid's house and t- pretending to be Mister Alucard, so he could set, he could buy the book. And it was like, you are Dracula. Like you can just kill people you can just tear she at the end i i get that he had to pick phoebe up and you know deliver that line but like just Take tear it. the amulet out of her hand. <laughs> She's five and you're Dracula. <laughs> there's a,
1: there's a reason the phrase st- stealing as easy as stealing candy from a baby exists.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because he's
1: that much stronger than Phoebe.
3: He's, he's that like much stronger tossing tea than into than everybody. Into yeah. tree houses and I'm like, you are
2: a when vampire. He's like slowly walking and he's like all those like uh, all the people yeah. army dudes are coming after him and he's just like tearing them yeah. apart and it's like you could have ended that the whole time. Like, yeah, an a hour ago. That uh, I have a badge for that
1: sequence. I have a badge for that. And that is the Seagull badge because Dracula's fighting style is basically <laughs> bad guys run into his fists, like in bad 80s Steven Seagal movies.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I uh, I, I wish I liked him more. I'd like him a lot in this movie, but it, it is funny that he's like a bad villain. He's just. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's also like. That scene on the plane where the guy's like, I gotcha, and pulls the lever so, like, the chute opens, and yeah. he just floats there and just, like, <laughs> crosses his arm like, oh, didn't see this one
3: <laughs> That was the most badass moment. Um, I also have a, a semi-related badge. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen badge and it goes to the <laughs> half bat, half vampire oh, yeah. man creature lying on the ground lying after he gets shot too. Yeah. Those, like, terrible spindly gross. legs.
2: Totally. That was a fantastic practical effect. It that really was. was. Gross. <laughs> it was like the mummy was scary and that was gross as hell. Yeah,
1: I gave that scene the occupied badge because the way Dracula like looks at him is as though he got caught on the toilet. <laughs> and like, oh no
2: does seem like sorry i didn't mean i sh- should have yeah, put on something i'm not ready, I'm not ready.
1: <laughs> i need five more minutes i uh it was horrifying. Robin, you'll uh, yeah. appreciate this uh one one of the uh, other badges that i gave i gave dracula two other badges actually sorry three other badges because dracula is the best um the f- the first badge Relates to his uh, cleverness of just giving his name backwards, which is the uh, my name is uh, P Tier Griffin Badge. Um, because I, I can't the way-
2: believe that he didn't call himself Doctor Acula. Right? Oh yeah,
1: that's what I bet. That's what I felt like it started as when they're like, "Oh, your name, so I can write it down." Uh, oh yeah, my name. Um, Dra- I mean, Doctor. I mean, Alu Card. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right? And they were like, exactly. "Perfect, Ally Card. Thank Dumb you." Dumb ass you villain. <laughs> he should have been like uh, Mister White. <laughs>
1: uh, I also he I could also have, have said Dracula, anything else. Dracula co shares this badge with uh, with Sean's dad, and that is the uh, just recently graduated the Billy Droll Driving School badge <laughs> uh, for the way Dracula just smashes through. That okay, front yard. <laughs> but
3: I have a related badge, which is the Ghost Car Cannon badge because was it a ghost car or could it destroy fences? <laughs> it couldn't it can't be both.
2: That's true. Cuz that doesn't make any sense. In it doesn't the make sense that a car. Well, that's world. what I'm saying. We yeah. got
1: to we got to have the extended cut. Yeah. We got so to we got to we got to work through that. We also got to work through the scene where he picks up his car or rents that car or <laughs> buys that car. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Cuz we
1: need that scene. Yeah,
2: cuz cuz I mean, he's an ancient Immortal creature, yeah. Where did he get that? And also, he had been kind of laying low for a hundred years. I mean, maybe if that's what he's ghost been doing. Car, yeah.
3: Maybe it floated over to him. <laughs> sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we it's need... not a
3: ghost car, yeah, there. Then who knows? Yeah.
1: We need the uh, the spinoff movie, the the <sighs> bumblebee equivalent spinoff movie. The so like Bumblebee transformer Transformers spinoff equivalent movie of just that car. I want Dracula. We just need a ghost car movie. Call
2: into a Car Talk, the Car Talk guys. Let's bring them back.
1: <laughs> I or have... just Dracula going to an Avis, being like, "What do you have in hearses?
2: <laughs> Are any of them Possessed magical?" Persons? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, The last badge that I wanted to give Dracula was the uh, Dad's Golf Trip badge because if you think about it, Dracula's just trying to get his friends together to hang out for the weekend. You know, that's all it is.
2: I have, while we're shitting on Dracula, I also have a badge (laughs) for him (laughs) that's uh, related to that. Shane, it's I would say that I want to give him the Bad Boss badge because he's like not the best motivator. I mean, he gets this group together, this super group of monsters, but, like, Frankenstein's monster just wanders off and joins the other team. <laughs> Wolfman is hysterical and is, like, kind of one foot in, one foot out the whole time. The other guys don't get a yeah. lot of lines. I mean, you know, but I'm just like, he I He
3: didn't do enough plan. He had a hundred years to plan.
2: Yeah, I think he has the leadership <laughs> issues. If I'm being really like, real, I just. Dracula could
3: talk. We heard him talk, but he didn't, like, gather the. The team around a, a meeting or a pep talk or anything that's
1: in the extended cut the extended cut they have like an oceans 11 style scene where he has a yeah, projector yeah. and I'm like no, this no, is yeah, how we I want, get like, the a amulet
2: Zack snyder justice league fucking like group meeting that pans all the way around and it's really dark and everyone's talking and like big platitudes for some reason <laughs>
1: But but every time there's a shot where it's all four of them, you know how like in every superhero movie, there's like the theme of like the Avengers theme, anytime the Avengers are all assembled. Yes. Uh, their theme should be Backstreet Boys, everybody, uh, open parentheses, <laughs> Backstreet's back, close parentheses. <laughs> um, uh, we, we have to talk about uh, Rudy, uh, the problematic character that is Rudy. Um, is that He's that, like a,
2: uh, a 12-year-old that
1: smokes. <laughs> he's a 12-year-old that smokes. He he blackmails uh, a woman with uh, pornographic photos of her. Of her. Yes. Um, basically, revenge porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He also makes weapons at school.
2: I thought that was an interesting <laughs> use of his time during woodshop class, for sure.
1: I forgot he also made the bullet in, in shop
2: class. It's all about. Here's the thing, though.
3: <laughs> it's all about saving everyone from the monsters. <laughs>
2: Do the means like justify not the to ends, defend, Robin? <laughs> not to
3: defend revenge. <laughs> uh, is
1: that a stance you want to? You no,
3: no, it sure is not. Listen, he gets the job done, <laughs> but
2: also what? What But thing? Horace gets yeah. the
1: more jobs done,
2: but what's and is more pure? Worse, or at least equally problematic, is also the the homophobia among the kids in the beginning, uh, which is something that. Which is something that's in a lot of 80s movies. Like, movies before the 90s. Like, you know, I think before we yeah. sort of mm-hmm. uh, were more more aware of the language that we're using in movies. Like, uh, calling people homos or, like, young mm-hmm. kids. Like, being really offended by that. Uh, and it's interesting to watch this movie in, you know, 2021. And in the first, like, first two scenes of dialogue, it's like, ooh, ee, yeah. we can't. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, yeah. little boys. But I did... I did not to defend what they were saying, but there was a there was a moment right before w- what they started saying where he goes, you know, they tell you when you go to school. So I was like, is that a commentary on just the toxicness of society where they're just like teaching these kids to to hate anyone that's different than them? Or were they just shitheads? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- I mean the answer is they were just
2: shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> well, I- Actually, I mean, and this actually really ties into what we were just talking about. But uh, I would like to say that this is the... Uh, now, that's what I call an 80s movie badge. Uh, <laughs> because overall, it really encompasses a lot of the eighty like classic 80s movie tropes even, as a product of its time. And looking back on it, I think that's why it's even more fun to watch it now than, you know, because it really hit all of the things of being... An adventure film there's the preparation montage the kid gang Mm -hmm. of outcasts there's the greaser looking rebel kid you know Mm -hmm. popular teen girl slash hot older sister um and i think within the movie they also called out a few of these sort of tropes with the scary german guy and the fat kid like i think you can see parallels across you know all these sort of adventure movies from the 80s Mm -hmm. and there's also even something about the cop dad driving the family station wagon which was like the
1: other guy who gets the billy joel driving school band
2: absolutely (laughs) like every 80s movie had a fucking station wagon um the military all these things and i think it's such a fun uh how it was an homage in itself in the year that it came out to like its own era and to its own decade and i think that's what makes it extra fun now
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like, you know, there's we talked a little bit about how like there was a mini movie of of the kids and Frankenstein in that film. I feel like there's also a mini buddy cop film between the dad and his partner. Mm -hmm. That in itself would have been a movie. The parents going through like. A Divorce potentially is also its own movie. Oh which yeah, there was a whole other the, uh, side
2: subplot that was just yeah. like, yeah.
1: I gave that subplot the uh, Who Needs Marriage Counseling When You Have Monsters badge <laughs> because nothing <laughs> brings people closer together like shared Trump. <laughs> but there were all these little little films within this bigger film that like, if, listen, Shane Black, Fred Decker, again, <laughs> if you guys want to make the Monster Squad Expanded Universe, the MSEU, <laughs> we're on board. <laughs>
3: What I found interesting about the movie, too, is that unlike a lot of 80s movies, the adults were not absent or super dumb. Yeah. You know, they like even the principal in the beginning who's like monsters don't exist, blah, blah, blah. He does say science is real, which, which <laughs> is now a maybe a controversial <laughs> thing to say. But like his, the you know, the kids, well... Maybe not Rudy's, but, like, the kid's parents are, like, involved in, in their life. The little kid's dad comes to, like, pretend fight off the monster in his bedroom. And even though he doesn't see the real monster, like, you know, he makes an effort. The mo- You know, they give him the book, the mom. They're trying to, like, be they're good, good parents. parents. Yeah, yeah, they're good
1: parents. And that was, like, uh, one of the notes I wrote down, which was, uh, you know where is a good place to watch a movie during a thunderstorm? The Roof. <laughs> um, <but laughs> i noticed his, that too his relationship to his son is like really good where he's just like well i'll take it to watch the movie uh tomorrow and the, and the son's even like still trying to hustle him out of five dollars like sure like he's a good dad yeah and she's a good mom and that scene where phoebe's like don't yell at him too you're gonna yell at him again today right and the mom goes you know i love your father right and then <laughs> phoebe goes no, I mean Sean <laughs> me. Robin, you're talking about the principal. I gave, I gave the principal, because of that line of, of, of science is cool, can you dig? Um, I <laughs> yeah. want to give the uh, science is cool dig it awards badge to uh, the science behind this movie. Because if you think about it. Both me and Robin boys...
2: made like the same face. <laughs> <laughs> right after well, you no, said just, that. Just I would like to here. describe just the here. like. Just I'm going to describe this face as like. Hold up, wait, what?
1: <laughs> just, just follow me here. The Sean and Patrick, as they're walking home from school, hypothesize that Wolfman might have genitalia. And then they go out and do a field test at the house and in fact prove that a part man, part wolf has parts
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh. when they
1: kick Wolfman in the nards.
2: Uh-huh. So many good one-liners. And oh, yeah. just like snappy retorts. I mean, obviously, Wolfman's got nards. Uh, yeah. Creature stole my Twinkie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Eugene. That little kid oh, is so Oh, Sweet little cute.
3: Eugene. Also needs like a speech pathologist or like a
2: reading no, teacher. He's doing or something. Fine, <laughs> I'm going to say another one and I want you guys to react. Hey, asshole. And he punches him and goes, You looked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. That was, that was good was too. Uh, also, Rudy to uh, uh, call in the uh, mummy band aid breath. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that was a good insult. All their insults are just like, All oh. Their insults
2: are so good.
1: You, you've never truly been insulted before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, also, the, the constant use of, uh, I know you are, but what am I? Just over yeah. and over yeah. again yeah. in the movie. Yeah, 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 Adorable. Yeah.
1: Uh, or or when they're when they're talking to the sister, being like, "What your brother is trying to ask is, uh, <laughs> have you ever been dorked?"
2: And then on that on that note, like later on when she does the incantation and nothing happens, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wait, hold up, are you not a virgin?" And it's, it's like, so classic and amazing when she goes, "Well, there was Steve, but he doesn't count. He doesn't count."
1: <laughs> and then little Eugene. You know, going, Mr. Mr., is she a, is she a virgin? <laughs> but cute little Eugene, uh, which, is, which is a member of the Monster Squad we haven't talked a lot about. But cute little Eugene, I gave the uh, Pony Express award because he was the one who had the foresight to be like, we're going to need backup and rights to the military that monsters <laughs> are going <laughs> to yes.
3: come. Do you think that they came because they got his note?
1: Yes. yeah that's what they said yeah. they said where's Eugene we're oh, looking for yeah. Eugene
3: because yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the military apparently has a lot of time uh, well, and yeah. responds to everything. there letter. were like elements of this movie like that I guess that like I know it was written by an adult but it's like it makes you think that it was written by a little kid you know <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's, like where's Eugene I'm a general in the army and <laughs> I got his note about the monster. <laughs>
1: Well, also the fact that that general then had no response to when the kids were like, we're the Monster Squad. <laughs>
2: oh, I have a badge for that, which is the title drop badge for expertly saying the name of the movie as the last line. <laughs> yeah. Absolute best last line. Killed and then it.
1: goes into the lost art of rap song about the movie you just <laughs>
3: yes. made. Yes. Yes. We need to bring that back for every single movie yeah. that gets made. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking... Ammonite. I'm talking,
2: (laughs) I'm talking like the new song movie. I'm talking the new Conjuring movie. Yes, because I want them to explain the plot back to me exactly as everything happened.
1: I I think we're all the same. We immediately forget
2: once the credits (laughs) roll what
1: just happened, right?
2: A
3: song would fix that.
1: That that then this movie. This is a badge I'm coming up with right now. This movie gets the uh, deepest bluest badge. Uh, Because my favorite movie rap song is from Deep Blue Sea, where L.O. Kuja, who's in the film, has a song called Deepest Bluest. My head is like a shark's fin. Um,
3: (laughs) What does that even mean? Who cares? (laughs) Uh,
1: I have one final badge. I would like to award this film the Never Forget badge. Because even in a movie that is described as the Goonies meets Ghostbusters, we should never forget the Holocaust.
3: I have the obligatory Holocaust shout-out badge as well. Because that was such a dramatic zoom in.
1: (laughs) Where he just goes, I know I know a thing or two about monsters.
2: Yeah. Closes the door, zoom in. Real serious real fast. It did. It did. Which
1: even before that, when the kids are like at the fence, like being like, you go in, no, you go in. Well, how do you like he maybe only speaks German? He's like, well, how do you say please don't kill me in German? And he says it in my mind. I went, oh, God, he's probably had to have said that in his life oh, before.
2: Shit. <laughs> oh, no. To
1: German soldiers.
2: Well, just I did not make that man. connection until I you just either. said that. But that got very dark. Very yeah, quickly. that is super dark.
3: <laughs> and then I was like, all right, moving on. Never
2: addressed again. <laughs> Never brought Never. up again. Yeah. He also accepted this whole monster thing very easily. Usually in movies yeah, like true. this, adults, in the example of like the uh, the cop dad and the sort of like hysterical mom, when she, like, it takes them a while to get on board with the monsters, but he right away was like, oh, there's little kids coming to me with a German book. Uh, let's, yeah, that's this sounds all reasonable. Let me help you out.
1: Yeah. But also... What, what might help him with the community is you just got to clean up that yard, dude. Like, <laughs> curb appeal is everything.
2: That was a real Sandlot thing, right? Where it was yeah. like, here's mm-hmm. a scary house with a scary man. But mm-hmm. he turns out that he just wants to serve he you pie and help you yard. out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't have landscaping. He's just that's
2: 90 years old and <laughs> can't push a lawnmower. He's mower. lived a life. Let him live.
3: <laughs> My final badge, which expresses really how I feel about this movie, is... I don't know if you're ready for this. The better than Goonies badge.
2: Big gasp.
3: Ooh. I think this movie is better than the Goonies. Part of it might be that I was traumatized by the Goonies as a small child. But i never liked the Goonies. This is just fun all around. And I feel like way better written. Way tighter. Way <laughs> more fun. Shane is taking off his wedding ring <laughs> as I speak. Even though this is your favorite movie.
1: Yeah, but I think that that's for the statement. I never liked The Goonies.
3: Oh. Well, that's because when I the first time I ever saw it was uh, at a rain day at camp when I was like 6 years old and they put us in a dark room and showed us The Goonies and I was just traumatized by it. I thought it was so scary. I hated it. I've since seen it and like learned to appreciate it, but I enjoy Monster Squad more than The Goonies.
1: Mm. my response to you saying that you didn't like the Goonies, I finally understand why you both, um, how you both responded to when I said, I hate Halloween. And on that note, <laughs> uh, I want to thank my guests today here at Bunk 237, Robin, Chiet. tell us, uh, and the people out there where they can find you. What do you guys are up to?
2: Well, thank you so well, much for having us. This has been yes. an absolute treat. Such a blast. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tuetwen Early Adopter Got My Own Name. Very cool. You could also find me on Instagram at the Tuiet Later adopter could not get my own name. That sucks. But that's where I am. Also, I do a podcast with my friend Robin.
3: And that's me. I'm Robin. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RobinSlotnik. I also have a website where you can check out my writing and other things, RobinsLotnik.com. Um, and I have a podcast too that I do with Gia, and it's remarkably, it's remarkably similar to this podcast, <laughs> if I may say so.
1: In like, in what way?
3: Um, in pretty much every single way. <laughs> huh,
1: I'll have to check it out.
2: It's called Punk Two
3: Three Seven.
1: Can you find it um, wherever you find podcasts? You can find it
3: wherever you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, there are like. Sixteen different weird podcast sites that people <laughs> listen to podcasts on. We're on all of them. <laughs> what so. if I
1: if I listen to your podcasts? Which mm-hmm. I don't know if I would because I obviously have my own podcast. Right. Um, but if I were to listen to your podcast and I enjoyed it, is there a way for me to I don't know write a review somewhere?
3: <laughs> Very good question. There absolutely is. If you go to Apple. You find our podcast. You write us a review. It will do so much for us. It will warm our hearts. It will make us famous. And that's <laughs> those are really only the two things.
2: <laughs> Shane, we've spent so much time talking about our projects. You want to tell us about your other projects? Where can we find sure. you on the internet? I,
1: I am on the internet at Shane Segretti. If you want to see me occasionally post something there. Um, but, uh, in February of this year, I started a project called the definitive playlist of the internet where I set out to, uh, as chaotically as possible, uh, accidentally create the playlist of the playlists. Uh, we set parameters for every time you can sign up, participate. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can follow that at definitive playlists on Instagram. You can also follow, uh, on that page. You can hit the link and follow the playlist itself as it's updated and, uh, Potentially sign up for the next round. Thank you so that's much. It.
2: That sounds very cool, and I say that as someone that's you, participated. Yeah, those you, times. Both, <laughs> you
1: both have uh, participated. Yep. Thank
3: you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank to Shane's podcast, but yeah,
1: also sorry. <laughs> we're guests on. <laughs> One Did you just end it because you thought it was your podcast?
3: I, you know what, that's probably what happened. I got confused since it has the exact yeah, same name yeah. and the exact same premise, and yeah. it is our podcast.
1: That's yeah. probably yeah. what sorry, happened. Sorry, Shane. How yeah, would I, you I, end your podcast? I gotta go, guys. Um, sorry, uh, Benicio del Toro's calling me. I gotta go. All right, <laughs> have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Bunk Two Three Seven, a horror movie podcast. Sars Tietwyn and Robin Zlotnick is the final girls of Bunk Two Three Seven, and introducing Alex Skoke. As camp director Susan Check. The show is produced by me, Shane Segretti. Our theme song is written and performed by Dan Zlotnick, and our outro music is written and performed by Axlasher. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and it may be featured on an upcoming episode. Have a badge of your own for this movie? Follow us on Instagram at Bunk237pod and Twitter at Bunk237, and let us know. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are downloaded.